Hey. Hi. Hey. Oh my God. Um, it's interesting to be talking to you because previously our phones thought we were the same person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had heard that before. Um, yeah, and here we are, two very, voices. Very often confused for you in in pictures. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, well, that, that's we, annoying, and frankly, I'm sick of it. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah let's it's, let's put let's put this to rest. Okay, I need to get a separate haircut from yours. That would help. Yeah, it would also help if I did not look like a 22 year old girl um, with an eating disorder. Well, I don't look like one of those, so... That's true. I somehow just insulted you while insulting me. Yeah. To do. Yeah, sorry Good job. That. Good job. <laughs> the new year on, a, on the right foot in yeah. unintentional insults, backhanded. There wasn't even a backhanded compliment in there. I think that was pretty much just a full frontal slap. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Great. Okay, um, well, good podcast. Good podcast. Very informative. Um, so we are two completely unqualified people to give advice in any realm, right? That's true. And we're just going to go ahead and well, like forge wait, ahead. I don't, I don't what? know. I, you, are, you are qualified. You have qualifications. I don't think I am. Um, we can cut any of this out, but you have schooling, you have training in the field, and I do not. I mean, I have like an associate's degree in psychology, that's it. Oh, um, okay, you, well, which I is don't... like basically, I like did a little extra two days a week for a year you know like, yeah. it doesn't really it, it means nothing in, in the real world okay well mine mine means nothing in the real world too because i'm not licensed okay yeah so i certified yeah no i'm not certified in fact okay. i i dropped down from i was on track to do a program that would um qualify me to apply for licensing mm -hmm. and then right before I graduated I decided I did not want to be licensed and so I actually dropped to a program that would not allow me to try to get licensed why did you decide that that you didn't want to be licensed um because I had worked as a rape crisis counselor for like a year to see how I would handle things and I did not handle them well. And then I went to practicum fair because you have to do like this internship for basically two years. Um, and there was no place there that I wanted to work for. They all sounded fucking awful to me. And I also, I was in Silicon Valley, so I needed to keep my job in order to pay for a living. And all of these places required 20 daytime hours a week 
and there's no way I could work my crazy tech job and still do that. So I chose not to. I was just like, I'm totally unqualified. Like I am unqualified. I don't want to help people or tell them what to do. Like I need so much help myself. There's, yeah, and I, I have trouble drawing the empathetic boundaries. Yeah, that's, that is, um, that's tough for me too. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's weird because I think that in a lot of ways I've gotten harder uh -huh. as I've gotten older and you've sort of like become more open. Yes. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're definitely like more open and, um, willing to entertain, not entertain, but willing to talk to and help people. And I'm, I'm much more shut down where it's just like, if there's any ounce of neediness coming at me and just like, nope, not me. Yeah. Pick another target. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's, um, does that good. seem right? Yeah. That seems correct. Like accurate. Yeah. Um, my, my, uh, Myers-Briggs type actually changed. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that could happen. Well, it's not supposed to happen, but what I realized was the, the Myers-Briggs type that I used to be was part of a trauma response. And okay. going to therapy school helped me, like, see that and kind of be more true to myself instead of to my how I was raised to be and so it changed it was pretty amazing like I could I could feel the difference definitely what's what are the major ones that flipped um it was the the major one that flipped was the third letter so I used to be so I TF yeah I used to be I N T F and I changed to I N F J. So from thinking to feeling. Mm -hmm. and oh, that's from, so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. I had the complete reversal. Oh God, really? Yeah. When I, when I first started going to school, like post, um, post high school school, which I did way later than most people do. Mm -hmm. um, it was FJ. And oh. then after I had gotten my degree and all that, it was TJ. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they were, I don't remember what my counselor at the time, my counselor at the time was basically like, you, you've stopped. This is going to sound really dismissive, but you've stopped just like flying by your emotions and now yeah. you are thinking and considering and using rash, rational thought and critical yeah. thinking. Whereas before you were just like a ball of whatever. Yeah. Like you impulses. Were a mess. Yeah. yeah. Impulses. Uh, mostly yeah. bad. Impulses. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I think in, like, I don't know if you've ever done any dialectical behavior therapy, mm -hmm. but that um, kind of 
I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get it wrong because I am unqualified, but um, uh, that's trying to basically merge, create this center, like wise self that uses both emotion and rationality. And a lot of people who go into DBT when they start, they're, they go to one of the two extremes of only thought-based or only emotion-based. So, and I would like ping pong between the two, like either I'm really thought-based or if that goes away <laughs> for some reason, it, like if I get triggered or something, then I go to all emotion-based. Yeah, yeah, you posted something recently about, um, about like the astrological sign that you are or whatever. And yeah. it said like you need 10 minutes a day to like reflect like parentheses overthink um, or something like that. <laughs> right. Which I thought was really funny and I could relate to too because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. Anyway. We are, we've established that we are both unqualified. Yes. Me, much more so. More, um, I'm less qualified, even less qualified than you are. Um, but you are quite a bit more qualified. What's our question? Do we have a question? Yeah, we have. Oh my God. So um, we have three questions from three people. Mm -hmm. um, one of them sent like, eight questions oh okay yeah one of them sent six questions but they're about you not about advice they're about me yeah they're like questions about you okay specifically you like me the person who is talking yeah so i just find that a little like that's not that's not what we're doing we're not answering personal questions we're we're answering advice seeking questions right, right? so um so i'll say this uh yeah um hmm. this is cool because we can always just cut anything out so i can just say whatever the fuck i want um yeah this it's not a podcast about me specifically the idea of this is um, that we're two old friends who enjoy talking to each other and we wanted to do something constructive. Um, and it's um, just a way for us to like catch up. And then we thought we like judging people and telling people what to do. Why don't, why don't we ask them to send us questions and then we can just um, be bossy, right? Did I lose you? I can't hear you if you're there. Are you still there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, um, so, yeah, which, which is to say, um, how about I'll look at those. Maybe you can send me those questions and decide if it's something that I feel like talking about on here or not. Um, but I don't think you do. I don't think I'm even going to send them to you unless you really want them. It's just kind of um, offensive to me that someone would be like... Well, now I want it out. Okay. Well, why don't I just tell you now and we can cut this part out? 
yeah, tell me now and um, and we'll either cut it out or edit it or whatever. Okay, so this is, is, there, from... is it stuff that's gonna like ruin my day? Uh, I mean, maybe I don't know. These are like. I find them really invasive. Okay. All right, let's do it. Okay. So, one, how did you fall and break all those ribs? Mm-hmm. Two, have you ever met Jason Molina? Yes, mm-hmm. I remember. Three, have you ever been married? Four, why did you move and why are you not happy there? You cut off. I think I think it only um, records when I'm like on the recording screen. So, what was the last number you heard? Um, I heard. Why aren't you happy there? Okay. Um, five. Where did you grow up? And six. Why do you live in snowy, dark places if you have depression? Wow. Okay. Like, where are you supposed to go? Fucking Florida? Like, that's yeah. not good for anyone. Look at Florida. Okay. Um, all right. Well, this isn't a... Okay. Let's do it. Um, we'll do... I'll be the, I'll be the test subject for this um, thing. Um, okay. Um, and I will do that I'll, because this isn't some troll. Um, this is actually someone I know by name because they've ordered Rivulet's merchandise from me before. They've ordered records and T-shirts. Okay, so, so they, they care. This is an actual person with an actual connection to my work. Um, I've been making music under the name Rivulet's for 20 years. And um, that's not what this podcast is about. But right. if you want, maybe this is a good intro to who I am. So... Okay. Yeah, shoot. Let's what's what was question one? Okay. Um how did you fall and break all those ribs? I got in a bicycle crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, um I am an alcoholic and I had a relapse and mm-hmm. I got in a crash on um on my bicycle in the middle of a relapse that I don't remember. Okay. Um, I think there might have been a car involved. Yeah. If so, then you and I have one more thing in common, which is being hit by cars. Right. And I was actually, I I wanted to say with you, I wasn't with you when you got hit. But um, yeah, we were very close at that time. And I I remember that that was really a horrific time. for you for both of us it was yeah for both of us i'm sure (laughs) yeah and that's Um, that's part of the the thing with the crash that is humiliating and shameful is i really can't tell you um i came to i was walking my bike home um Mm -hmm. which means i knew that i was too fucked up to ride it Mm -hmm. and that i was in too much pain to try to Mm -hmm. um and i lost pretty much i'm i i don't have a car i don't drive i haven't had a car in many years um i can drive i have a license i just choose not to so 
I always have a messenger bag with all my important stuff in it, like my glasses, my prescription sunglasses, my passport. Um, mm. That was lost in the crash. So oh fuck. Um, it whatever happened was traumatic enough in the moment that I was fine just leaving all that behind at the wow. scene. Um, so yeah, got drunk, um, got hit, fell, I don't know, whatever. Um, that's what happens when I drink. I get hurt and it gets worse every time. That's awful. That's disastrous. Yeah. What's the other, what's the next question? Okay. The next question is, have you ever met Jason Molina? Um, yeah, uh, I did meet Jason many times. Jason and I toured together several times. Um, our, our music kind of was for similar audiences at the time, and I guess probably now. And I did meet and play shows with him and smoke cigarettes outside venues with him mm -hmm. and listen to him tell tall tales all over the United States of Europe. I knew him as well as anyone who wasn't actually in his band or he wasn't dating probably could know. Okay, it's hard to hear you, so. Okay. Um, there we go, that's better. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I did know Jason. Um, we, we toured together, his band at the time, he was going under the name Songs of Haya. Um, he and I played many shows together in the United States and Europe. Um, even well into when he sort of transformed that band into the band Magnolia Electrico. Um, yeah, we, we shared stages. We smoked cigarettes between sound checks and shows together. I listened to him tell tall tales, which he was a great teller of tall tales. Um, we weirdly never really drank together. In fact, the only time I ever saw him drink was in Antwerp, Belgium, and he was sitting in a bar off the venue where we were to play that night, um, sipping this really fancy, like, snifter-looking thing of Belgian beer. And I had the distinct impression, even then, in my own budding addiction, that I was like, oh, he's trying to drink like a gentleman. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's trying to just have like a fancy glass of beer. Right. Um, when I know for a fact that his bandmates had had to hide the bottle of Jack Daniels backstage so that he wouldn't drink it before the show. Yeah. You know, which would later become my story as well. Like not that. But anyway, I knew Jason very well. People ask me that all the time. Um, I love the dude. I miss him a lot. And uh yeah, listen to his records. His records are always going to be there. He's he's still with us in that music. That's a good point. I haven't listened to one of his records in a while. I do remember um, it might have been the first time you met him. You and I went to a show at Shuba's in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I remember like talking to him outside after the show. Do you remember what he told you? Or uh, it was the two of us. Um, 
he just no I don't remember what we were talking about I remember like <laughs> it's um he just seemed very preoccupied so yeah yeah he was always on some other some other operating on like two levels one of which like you could tell wasn't for you mm -hmm. like um i remember telling one of his bandmates that when i first maybe even the first show i ever played this would have been in minneapolis jason gave me his drink tickets and I was like, oh, is he, like, in my crazy fucked up head, I'm like, is he trying to get me drunk? Like, because I already had, you know, four drink tickets or whatever for yeah. being an artist playing the show. And he's giving right. me all of his. And he was always doing weird stuff like that, um, that you couldn't really understand why he was doing it. But, yeah. but yeah, that sounds like a pretty typical, like jason encounter yeah okay are you ready for the next question yeah okay have you ever been married i have never been married i have never even been engaged good for you <laughs> have you ever been married i know the answer no but... no i've never been married so anyone looking for marital advice you're going to get some great off-the-wall suggestions you know, from us, I'm sure. I'm going to say call us immediately <laughs> because yes. we are uninvolved third yes. and fourth parties. Uh, yes. We don't know or care about marriage. Bring it. Right. We'll, right. we'll tell you what your married friends will not say to your face. So. That's exactly right. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, next question. Why did you move and why are you not happy there? And I feel like that could go for almost any of your moves. So that's a good question for you. Like, what? Mm -hmm. um, why didn't moving around just magically fix your depression? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's such a funny question. Um, I do have a friend who moved and it did, it fixed like some aspect of her depression. Mm -hmm. Definitely. She's like way happier in her town where she's always wanted to live. Um, for me, there's no place I've ever really wanted to live. Um, and I think just the depression comes first and the place I'm in comes second. Mm -hmm. Like the depression is, uh, I mean, I've been depressed since I was a child. So it's like, you know, no, no one thing is going to solve it. Do you think that's um, true though? I mean, because that's like, that's one of those stories that like, I, I say oh, that all the time and my mom will send me pictures and stuff and she'll say, you were actually like a super happy kid up until a like there was a point where the light kind of went out of your eyes and she can tell me exactly when that was. Yeah. But things build up to that point. Right. Okay. So I, I personally, I had never had a dream that wasn't a nightmare until I got on antidepressants when I was 15. That's horrible. So that's one indicator that like, 
yeah, some shit was going on with me. So, you know, my mom has photos of me smiling. It's like, it's not like the press people are incapable of smiling or having momentary joy, but it's kind of um, the overall arc of your thoughts and feelings. And I remember feeling just very like alone, lots of confusion, lots of mistrust and fear when I was growing up, so. I mean, you know this, or maybe I've never even said this to you, but I'm really sorry that you felt that way. I'm sorry that kid, kid you felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I'm sorry, too. I kind of, um, I think I need to do, like, inner child work or whatever, because even when I see photos of me as a child, I hate them. Yeah, well, what is that? My, well, my for me, like, go ahead. Yeah. No, I want to hear what your therapist was saying about it. She'll start talking about that, and I can't even talk. I'll just start crying. She'll, she'll yeah. be like, you need to, like, take care of the little Nathan who is alone inside of you. You need to like yeah. reconnect with him and be friends with him and show him that he's not alone and doesn't need mm-hmm. to be, like I'm getting emo- emotional just talking about it, but I have the same yeah. thing when, when I see a photo of me, I'm always like making jokes like I was like a green lizard baby or something like I don't even humanize myself. I'm just like this weird right. other thing that nobody wanted. Or I don't know. I don't know what the fuck right. it is. Clearly, I need to do more work on that. Right. Well, me too. Uh, we can, I don't know. We can like cheer each other on yeah. <laughs> in this area. Yeah. But yeah, I think for me, it's because that thing that I was was so vulnerable that it was just like you know the object of abuse and so I had a lot of self-hatred for being like so easily abused and so like easy to spot as something that could be taken advantage of yeah yeah um and so I think that's where I need to come with compassion and, you know, have like a, a imagine or like talk to that child and be like, it's not your fault. It wasn't about you. Your abusers abused because that was about them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't because of my, you know, any terrible quality in me that, that led someone with like, knowledge of everything some omnipotent being omniscient being to punish me for being bad that wasn't the situation the situation was i was an innocent child i had caretakers who did not know how to caretake who not not qualified to caretake in any way who like maybe they loved me maybe they didn't but like they had no skills to get that across even if they did love me so anyway yeah that's it let's move on okay yeah i just wanted to say that it's been a real 
realization for me in the past couple of years is like um, they didn't love me in a way that I could understand it, <clears throat> which is yeah. I'm not trying to in any way um, put this on over on your situation. But in my situation, even to this day, there's people in my family who they, they may or may not love me. But if they do, it's not in uh-huh. a way that I can perceive it. You know, and that's, um, yeah. they might just not be built to show love in a way that would mean anything to me or that I could recognize. And I really relate yeah, to that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. That was a good, good topic. That was a chunk. Um, yeah. Uh, the next question, number five, we're moving along. Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska. So I was born uh, in Denver, Colorado, and I was there for the first few years of my life, like the first four or five. And then my family Mm -hmm. moved to Anchorage, Alaska. And I grew up there, went to elementary school, um, middle school, high school there. and I left, I left Alaska, I don't know, the first time when I was 16, 17 years old. I went back mm-hmm. a couple times, but now, man, the other day I was thinking, I think it's, it's probably been like 20 years since I've been to Alaska. Wow. I, it's got, it's got to be really close to that. And so... People ask me what it's like or whatever, and I don't know how much it's changed. It probably honestly hasn't changed that much. But, um, yeah, like we were riding three-wheelers around with no helmets on and, like, like the place where you rode your three-wheeler, and I'm talking about Anchorage in the city, was, like, down the block Mm -hmm. from your house. was just, like, an open wooded area where you could tear around and ride bikes. (laughs) It was... Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really cool place for, to, um, I mean, we were always outside. We were always outside. And yeah. the only, only time I really remember having to start being inside was later on when there wasn't any around, anyone around, like when my parents split and my mom would have to go to work, whatever, then I would have to stay inside mm-hmm. alone. And that was so boring and like the phrase like bored to tears like comes to mind oh god just be it but anyway yeah i grew up in anchorage and uh yep that's it okay um yeah i i was just thinking i haven't been back to the entire state where i was raised in probably since 2007 wow yeah, and I I perform. Did you know that I'm a, a minister? Um, yeah, I need... I've performed three three wedding so ceremonies. You're I'm gonna, gonna need, need what? more details on this. <laughs> so, like, you're a minister of the Lord, or a minister of medicine, or you're. Oh yeah, no, I'm a I'm a a religious okay. minister. It's like the 
church of like universe something or other um it's one of those websites where you can pay like 35 dollars and become a minister and um then you can marry people so i've married three couples so uh, question one why Mm -hmm. did you do that why did you want to do that well well one of my best friends my oldest friend asked me to be the minister at her wedding Mm. so i i got the minister license or whatever so that i could do that okay and then um yeah what i'm just knowing you i'm guessing the mix of people you've married has not all been boy girl boy girl boy girl perhaps Oh, it has, it has, because it's only been three couples, so So, two friends and, um, and my stepsister. All right. Yeah. Well, you, you're losing a little bit of your liberal cred with me for that, but. (laughs) No, but I'm a, I'm a queer female, like atheist-ish minister. That's that's cool. I mean cool and i am the arbiter of cool well that's cool um (laughs) well you get five five points back for that one too and i i uh i mean i'm willing to do anything with my hair Uh, i've seen that you've shown that um yeah so so i can add cred like like or street cred at any just by like doing something weird and fucked up to my now, hair. what's your what's your favorite um, what's your favorite recent hair situation? Uh, I think when it was shaved, mm-hmm. it's just so easy to care for. It feels really good when you shower yeah. with the water, so directly it feels yeah. really good. Um, it worries me a little bit. I. Um, uh huh. First of all, um, you can and do totally pull it off, so that's not the issue. Um, uh-huh. But when I see you and all of a sudden you have a shaved head, my first thought is, what's going on? Is she okay? Like, Oh, is it a Britney? Yeah, yeah. Like, did you do a Britney? Did you freak out and storm into a salon and grab the clippers and then bash up some <laughs> paparazzi's car with your umbrella? <laughs> Uh, because she's doing great now. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but she's totally not at all she in is. control of her own life, much less her career. Um, so I don't want well, to see you go down that path. Yeah. yeah. No, but but really, I do. Uh, um, but, so shave head, you like? Yes. And yeah, it's, it's true. The last time I shaved it was... Um, after the suicide of a friend okay, of mine. See? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you were right to be, but it was, it was like an active, active mourning because we don't have good, like grieving rituals in like standard, like white culture, right. America. We don't have like ways, communal ways of processing. And she asked to have no funeral or memorial or anything like that. And so her family honored her wishes. And I was just like, I am alone with my grief. And like, how can I, how can I mourn 
And part of it was like a daily, you know, the, the something that follows me through every day to just say I'm in mourning, which for me was shaped. It's really powerful. So. I mean, the, just the image of you, you know, waking up and looking in the mirror. And yeah. Like you, that's a reminder you can't escape. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the next question? Yeah. I hope to God we're off the me questions. We are, we're off the me questions, right? No, we have one oh, more yeah. you question. Yeah. Which is kind of related to previous questions. It's why do you live in snowy, dark places if you have depression? Okay. Well, I don't live in a snowy, dark place right now. Um, I have often no. lived in snowy, dark places. And I think it's because I'm kind of a northern soul and I feel comfortable yeah. in those environments. I like, uh, this is another thing where it's like the story that I've told myself versus what's true because I've always thought I love coats and boots and, and hats and scarves and, um, and mm-hmm. the snow. And I love living in Duluth. Um, where it's 20 below freezing for a week straight. Like, it never gets above 20 below. And the, and the, and the like, yeah. moisture just hangs like a fog in the air, just like ice crystals in the air, and you breathe, and it's such a, a clean air into your lungs. And, but mm. in the past several years, I've gone um, south quite a bit. I've gone out of the country to beach-type destinations several times and I really like just wearing a swimsuit and maybe flip-flops to get down to the beach like I like that too so I think um, to answer the question I think the story that I've always told myself is that I'm a northern person who deserves to or I've got Scandinavian blood I'm built for the cold and that might be true um Mm -hmm. But also, like, I've only been alive for, like, four decades. Like, how many places do you want me to try living? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I've lived in Seattle, Portland, um, various places in and around Seattle. I've lived in uh, Minneapolis. I've lived in Duluth. I've lived in Wisconsin. I've lived in Chicago. I've lived, like, sorry that I have not yet found my sunny tropical place that's going to cure my depression. Um, but I'm working on it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not married to yeah. the cold, dark climates of my youth. Okay. Um, I also want to point out that those places get snowy and dark, like That's seasonally. Right. Um, Chicago in the summer is a fucking yeah, and swamp. so is Minneapolis. I mean, it's a it's yeah. a fucking shit show of like sweat and like. You take a shower and you just never get dry because you just go from wet from the shower to being wet from being uh, sweaty. And like, those are hot, yes, hot places. Absolutely. People think about the Midwest, but yeah, man, the, the Chicago, Minneapolis, those are, those places are fucking swamps in the summer. They are, yeah. It's, um, it's like exactly what I did not right. sign up for. Yeah. Okay, we have finished those questions. I hope. Um, 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 do you need anything? Do you need to take a break or anything? 
feel like okay. I need a break. Yeah. But how long, um, how long of a break, like how long are you going to be at the coffee shop? Or uh, I think they're open for another hour. Okay. Um, do you want to take like a five minute break and record Just again or... I mean, not really. My brain's kind okay. of shutting down. Yeah. Um, maybe we could do one serious question. Not that we have to answer it seriously, but one uh, one question that was sent to us that's just an advice okay, question. Okay, we'll do that. And then we'll, we'll call it. And you know what? That's a good first episode. Yeah. That's fine. Definitely, yeah. Um, all right, so I'm not sure which of these questions, uh, uh, I'm going to just read them all to you and you go ahead and like pick mm -hmm. which one no, you want to tackle No, why don't you today. pick the one that you no? most want to tackle? There's got to be one that you think is fun okay. you really have something to say about. Okay, um... I don't like like they're very big questions like why is the status quo so conformist? I mean, I think that's the definition that's uh you know, not that I've looked at a dictionary recently, but that seems to be the definition of status quo. Right? Yeah, that's kind of like why is concrete gray? It's like concrete is gray. That's a status quo is the status quo. It's the way that, yeah, I'm not, I don't need to explain this to anybody. Uh, okay, it's hard to hear you. I'm wondering if the questioner could be asking um, why, why the status quo of people is to strive toward conformity. Like why to, and I would say people are uh, communal beings and they think that the only way they can get accepted is to be alike the other people. And so they do that to get acceptance, which they think will lead to love. I think that's great. I don't, yeah, totally. Um, okay. And I want to point out that's not, that's not, the only way to get love. I mean, not that I'm like an expert love getter, but um, I think most people, if they're gonna just conform in order to get love and not be authentic at all, like they're gonna end up unhappy. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. The, the scaredest, most unhappy people you know are putting on a front to be somebody that they're not um because even if they're accepted mm -hmm. is that thing that's not who they are um it's a it's a yes. trap yeah i mean i keep telling people read the drama yeah i'm reading that child. right now actually yeah I, i'm oh just, cool i don't know not even a quarter of the way through it which is sad because it's a slim book but it's a really some heavy stuff in there that every once in a while i have to put it down and just think about it <sighs> For sure. I wrote, I wrote an essay on my 
relationship style um, for a class. And I hadn't read any of the class material before I wrote the essay. And then I had to read it all like super fast to mm-hmm. write this essay. And I was kind of like, ah, oh, this is such bullshit. Like, what am I going to learn extra by writing the essay if I've read all of the stuff? And I actually ended up learning so much like profound things about my relationship style um, that really changed the way that I saw myself and relationships just by writing this paper. And it was mostly based on the drama of the gifted child. That's cool. So that's something I I wonder if we can do like show notes or something. I don't know. I have to figure it out, but we should yeah to that book. Um, Because that's a, yeah, I feel like, that's a really crucial book for pretty much anybody who would be interested in this sort of podcast should read that book. Um, yeah, I think any, anyone should read the book. Uh, people get confused because it has the word gifted and that's been used in our culture to say like high IQ, but that's not what gifted means. Gifted is like, um, gifted at getting your needs met. Um, I believe it was originally a German book or so that's a translation of the original title, which is not, oh, not a literal wow. translation either. Like not, I can't, I'm not even going to yeah. attempt to say what it actually is, but that's the English translation of what the actual title is. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's something along those okay. lines of like the drama of this type of child. Yeah, like a skilled, yeah. skillful. Because if we say somebody's gifted, or, we mean they're like, yeah. like a gifted child is in gifted classes. They're really smart, or maybe they're a, a yeah. little actor or painter or like a violinist or something. That's right. not necessarily what it's about. It's not just about artists and right. pretentious art kids. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, this. Uh, I think this was a good shitty first nice. draft. Shitty episode. first draft in the can. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us mm-hmm. if you've joined us. And you could submit your questions to rudderlesspodcast at gmail.com or at rudderlesspodcast mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. I'm, no Twitter. Twitter? No, I tried. I tried. No Twitter. Twitter. Okay, thank God. Twitter. Um, can I can I just say fuck Twitter? Fuck Twitter. Yeah, um, they, I agree. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fucking with Twitter on this thing. We're gonna have, we're gonna have an Instagram. We have a <laughs> Gmail address. If any any person can figure out yeah. either how to send us a DM or send us an email. Um, mm-hmm. and I've wasted 10 years yeah. of my life on Twitter with my music. I'm not going to do it with this podcast. That's Fuck right. Twitter. Fuck All Twitter. Right. Okay. <laughs> and okay. let's leave Thank it you. at that. Talk to you later.